Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is uh, 28 February, last day of the month. Got a new month coming in tomorrow. And uh, gee whiz, two months of, uh, of uh, this administration. I don't know how the world's going to keep up. I just don't know how it's going to bear up under what's going on. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And uh, 28 February is always a special day. Um, actually, a more special day is 29 February, which only happens once every four years. But this year, on 28 February, and then on the 1st of March, my wife gets a double birthday. Yeah, because uh, she technically doesn't have a birthday this year, and I save money on the gifts, but we still kind of celebrate it. So come up here really quickly. Yeah, come on up. And uh, yeah, that's that's going. Let me pull this down so I can make sure you're in the picture. And uh, this is my beautiful wife of almost 37 years, Hidako. And uh, so there you go. And I got you some uh, flowers today. Just, you know, I got extra of those, but I got some uh, oh, these. And the guy at Publix said those ones will last a long time. Now, and they're kind of chintzy flowers. But the other ones, which were really beautiful, he's like, no, don't buy those because they're not going to last a long time. He says, you keep that by the... Uh, the uh, window mm-hmm. and uh, just water it, keep it watered, and it'll last a long time. And uh, it's uh, so there you go. And then we'll figure something else out for your birthday. Maybe we'll send you on a rocket trip to the moon or something. <laughs> but happy birthday to my beautiful wow. wife. There you go. And it's good she, you know. <laughs> you never know when uh, she's going to be here and not because she's a nurse and she works on Sundays. So uh, here she is, and she happened to have today off on her birthday. So very happy about that. And uh, there you go. Good stuff for Hedeco on her birthday. Okay, our first category, as always, is Israel. And uh, from the Daily Wire, I don't know who this guy is, but he's Black Lives Matter. And uh, uh, so obviously his thinking is already askew. But uh, Mark Lamont Hill says that Black Lives Matter explicitly is looking to dismantle Israel and embrace the BDS movement. So that's no surprise there, but I thought I'd give you kind of uh, some insights into what the uh, Black Lives Matter is pushing. The Democrat Socialists of America hosted an online panel discussion titled DSA, BDS, and Palestine Solidarity. One of the panelists was Mark Lamont Hill, a professor of media studies and urban education at Temple University and outspoken BLM activist who admitted that one of the explicit goals of the BLM movement was to embrace BDS and dismantle the Jewish state of Israel. So it's not really BLM after all, is it? It's an agenda, okay? They don't want to just nation build, but they want to world make. And so BLM very explicitly is talking about the dismantling of um, of the Zionist project, dismantling of a settler colonial project, and very explicitly embracing BDS on those grounds. Well, if they don't like the settler movement in Israel, they obviously didn't like the settler movement here. So once again, breaking down the foundations of society, the deliberate mischaracterization of Israel as a colonialist settler state is part of an anti-Semitic smear used to delegitimize Israel's right to exist. According to the working definition of anti-Semitism, 
provided by the IHRA, a definition adopted and endorsed by the United States State Department under the Biden administration. This form of rhetoric is denying the Jewish people their right to self-determination, an example of anti-Semitism. So they got this conflict now in the Biden administration that they got people that they are supposedly supporting, and then they've got people that they're supposedly supporting doing something that is against one of their regulations concerning anti-Semitism. So I know where they're going to fall on it. It doesn't make any difference what... uh, what is said, they will fall with BLM because that's where their money lies. But there you go with that. From the Times of Israel, Equatorial Guinea announces embassy move to Jerusalem. Equatorial Guinea will move its embassy to Jerusalem. Its president announced in a conversation with Prime Minister Netanyahu, Mm -hmm. President Teodoro Mabasoko spoke by phone with Netanyahu to inform him of the move. Netanyahu stressed Israel's deepening cooperation with African nations and said that Israel is returning to Africa and Africa is returning to Israel in a big way. The U.S. and Guatemala have opened embassies in Israel's capital and Kosovo is slated to become the third country to do so and now Equatorial Guinea. Times of Israel. U.S. and Israel announced work on new Aero 4 air defense system amid Iran tensions. You know, before I give this, did anybody see the, um, they have their own Iron Dome type of system in Saudi Arabia, and uh, they knocked a bunch of stuff from Yemen out of the sky yesterday. It was cool, like watching the Iron Dome in uh, Israel, but they were doing it in Saudi Arabia. So if you haven't seen it, just type it into your uh, browser and you'll be able to watch them blow stuff up over Saudi Arabia. Israel and the United States have begun developing the Aero 4, the latest generation in the family of Israeli anti-ballistic missiles and an essential part of the country's multi-layered defense system, Israel's defense ministry announced. According to Gantz, who is currently the defense minister, the Aero 4 anti-ballistic missile will include upgraded capabilities and will join the existing Aero family to address a wide range of evolving threats in that region, adding that it is expected to replace the Aero 2 in the coming decades. Vice Admiral John Hill, director of the U.S. Missile Defense Agency, said the Aero 4 joint development operation expresses the U.S.'s commitment to assist the state of Israel in strengthening its national defense system against the missile threat. Good stuff there. And, uh, you know, that's kind of one of the things that you can infer from the Ezekiel 38, 39, uh, Gog, Magog battle is that these defense systems will be a part of that. If you read it with that frame in mind, You'll see how the Bible anticipated those things. Anyway, from I-24 survey, 25% of Israelis say they have no intention to get vaccinated. Israelis who have not yet been vaccinated against the coronavirus have expressed several concerns about the vaccines, and a significant number of them have no plans to take the shot at all. Of unvaccinated people, 41% said they feared possible side effects. Death is a possible side effect, and people generally fear that. 30% are not sure whether the vaccine is effective, and 27% plan to get vaccinated later. You know, kind of punting it down the road. I'll do it later. Another 10% cited information on which is gathered on social media as a factor deterring them from getting the jab, and 4% said that immunization incentives were insufficient, so they want to be bribed into getting their shots, and then they'll get their shots. About a quarter said they had no intention of getting the COVID-19 vaccine. When asked if the restrictions on access to various cultural and sporting activities for unvaccinated people would affect their decision, 
46% answered no, 31% answered yes, and 23% answered that they didn't know. Well, I can tell you the 23% that answered I don't know are going to go get their vaccines because they're going to get tired of being locked in. And of the uh, 46% that answered no, my guess is that a lot of them will too because there's a point where you just get tired of only being able to go to a grocery store and nowhere else. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that, but at least there's some people in Israel that are firmly against us right now. From Christian News, there's a guy, I mentioned him a little while ago. I brought in the subject of podcasts and how they were becoming so popular during the COVID-19 crisis, okay? And I suggested that people would do a podcast that would rival the Catholic guy that is doing his, because I'm sure he's giving theology from a Catholic bent, okay? And when I did that, one lady sent me uh, a podcast that her pastor had done, you know, kind of a Bible thing, and I mentioned that. But I also mentioned that a guy in the UK, Daniel, he's a guy I've known for quite some time, he said, I want to do that, okay? And he has done that. He's put out the first 10 of them, which means they're now released. He wanted to get some done before he started doing this, and he's been sending me one a day since then. And I will tell you this, and I've, I've said this before, that when a British person speaks, it's always sounding authoritative, it's always sounding very professional, and, and that's why we have James Bond instead of Jimmy Bond, is because it's just the, but not, not only his accent, but the presentation that he has done is outstanding. He's got music in the background going, it's very high quality, I don't know how he did it, but he has got an outstanding podcast. He started at Genesis 1-1, and if you want to do this and follow him, I guarantee you that you're going to be blessed with the information he's putting out. I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I never thought of that. I never thought of that as he's going through there. Really wonderful insights. It sounds good. It's He calls it Bible in 10 because it's 10 minutes or less on a podcast. You will, well, I'll spell it. You go to www.bible in 10 t-e-n so you want to spell it b-i-b-l-e-i-n-t-e-n.com and you can start at number one you'll get down to number 10 and you're not going to want to stop i'm telling you this it is very very well done uh i'm uh, actually i want to use the word proud of him because he's done such a good job and his wife apparently has been helping him hedico walked up while i was listening to one one time and she said wow does that guy speak well that is really wonderful and so we've been listening while i'm uh working i'll have something that doesn't require my brain to be engaged and we'll listen at that time and uh they really are wonderful they they are very good so i recommend it please start listening to those because you will be getting short uh breakdowns of the bible that you will you will very much appreciate okay i i, I guarantee you and if not i'll give you your money back okay um having said that robin finished Genesis. She says, I finished Genesis and going into Exodus now, but as soon as I finish all of them up to where I watch you weekly, I will be going back and re-watching them. I'm sure there's things that I've missed and I've enjoyed it very much. Well, I want to say this is that I often go back to my sermons to refer to them in order to get information, you know, because I'll be referencing a passage. I'll think, what did I say about that? And this has happened many, many times where I've gone back and I've said, I don't even remember typing this. I don't even remember thinking that thought. And wow, that's really cool. So I assure you that if uh, she listens again, she will hear things that she didn't hear the first time, but she's done that. Uh, She says, I binge watch it instead of binge watching TV shows. It has helped me tremendously. So another plug for uh, watching the uh, Superior Word sermons. And then Claudia, all of you should be ashamed of yourselves if you haven't been doing this because not only did she finish Genesis just a couple weeks ago, but she finished all of Exodus 
I mean, that's what she does in her, her free time is to sit and listen to these things. So here she is already finished Exodus. So congratulations to you on that. And uh, that's my way of getting you all interested in the ones you may not have heard if you haven't been attending long enough. And then let's see here from the AP. Vatican employees who refused COVID-19 vaccine without medical reason risk firing. Now imagine that. This is the Vatican and they're saying, if you don't get it, you're out of here. Okay. And they know. They already acknowledge that these are made from the stem cells of aborted babies. Okay, they know that and they acknowledge that. And yet they're saying, if you don't get these vaccines, you are toast. The Vatican is taking Pope Francis's pro-vaccine stance very seriously. Any Vatican employee who refuses to get a coronavirus shot without a medical reason risks being fired. So you can't have a religious reason in the Vatican, but you can have a medical reason. Now tell me the sense of that. All right, yeah. The decree signed by the governor of the Vatican City State says that employees who opt out of vaccination without a proven medical reason could be subject to sanctions up to and including the interruption of the relationship of employment. Sounds like a government agency to me. The directive cited the need to protect Vatican employees in the workplace. Now, think of this. Think of this because Jim and I and a couple others were talking about this. Vic was in the conversation before we got going. I got my vaccine. Okay, you don't want to get your vaccine, you're trying to kill me. Well, then why did you get a vaccine? If you can still get it, what's the point, right? Everybody see that? If you got your vaccine, why would you worry about somebody else that is unvaccinated? If you're wearing your mask and masks are effective, then why would you worry about somebody that's not wearing a mask? Worry about your own health issues and let other people worry about theirs. But that doesn't work anymore at the Vatican, okay? So here we go. The uh, Directive cited the need to protect Vatican employees in the workplace, as well as guidelines issued by Francis's advisory COVID-19 commission, which said individuals have a moral responsibility to get vaccinated, given that refusing a vaccine can constitute a risk for others. How can it constitute a risk for others if you are vaccinated? Please explain that to me, and then I'll say, okay, that makes sense, and I agree, okay? Until then, why is this such an issue? The Vatican's doctrine office has judged it, here it is, morally acceptable for Catholics to receive COVID-19 vaccines, including those that relied on research that used cells derived from aborted fetuses. Georgia Star News, China will control appointment of Chinese Catholic clergy without input from the Vatican. Before it was agreed that they would assist in the selection of bishops for the Catholic Church in China. That is no longer the case. China now picks the bishops for the Catholic Church. Okay, before I even read this article, let me see if I can find this really quickly. I think I'm looking for Revelation 17. Give me just one second. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations of the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Okay, and then it goes on and it speaks about this throughout Revelation 17. But uh, basically, she's the one that is committing fornication with the governments of the earth. There's no doubt that Mystery Babylon, if anybody disagrees, please don't send me the email because you can be wrong. It is the Catholic Church. 
Okay, there is no doubt about it. Now, other churches will fall under this end times umbrella, obviously. The Pope is going right now down to uh, Ur of the Chaldees to meet with the Muslims to say that uh, uh, Mary is the mother of the faith. I read that last week and that they're all one now and all that kind of stuff. But just so you know, this is the harlot that sits on the city of seven hills. That is Rome. Okay, there's no other uh, body that defines that other than the Catholic Church. Okay, and by allowing them to pick the bishops, they're no longer even a Christian entity. They can pick anybody they want, and they say these are the bishops for the Catholic Church of China. They, they are making the decision. So keep that in mind as you're listening to this. Um, New rules from the Chinese government indicate that China will exercise control over the appointment of Catholic clergy without any input at all from the Vatican. The administrative measures for religious clergy, which will go into effect on May 1st, clarified that the state-run Chinese Catholic Patriotic Association will select candidates for clergy who will then be approved and consecrated by the Chinese Catholic Bishops' Conference. The rules make no mention of the Vatican's role in appointing bishops, despite a deal brokered by Pope Francis and the Chinese government by Vatican Secretary of State Parolin. The agreement ended a decade-long power struggle between the Chinese government and the Catholic Church on whether the Chinese government has the power to appoint Catholic bishops. It's done, okay? I, I don't know how anybody cannot see the mother of harlots right there in that particular description and along with the numerous other things that they're doing around the world for the past many, many years. From the Christian headlines, Communist China implements educational measures encouraging children to hate God. Young school, you think you got it bad here. I mean, they, they just tell you God doesn't exist and all this. They're actively telling them you are to hate God. Young school students in China as early as the kindergarten are being indoctrinated to become hostile to God as the country's Communist Party continues to crack down on religious beliefs. The CCP seeks to groom the next generation with right ideas and thoughts that are rooted in atheism. One anonymous Christian mother in China explains how her child underwent a transformation after being taught by the school to hate God. Before starting school, I told my child about God's creation and he believed it. But after being taught at school, my child is like a different person, she noted. In atheistic China, these pure and innocent children have been taught to hate God. In addition to any religious teaching, students are also taught to warn their parents of possible arrest if they attend church or religious practices. No, that's what we want here. I mean, we're making all these deals with China since Trump left, and we're getting right back into the same boat that we were in, and we just want to import that ideology here. From Toddcast, this one really upsets me. I want you to know, if you've read this guy's books or if you're still buying them, I wouldn't buy them. I got to tell you what, I wouldn't buy them. Max Lucado apologizes to gay activists, says church has harmed LGBT people. Okay, I, I just don't, why would you even apologize? Either you hold to the Bible or you don't. If you preach a sermon on what the Bible says, let it go. But don't ever apologize for what you've done for the word of God. Okay, you just don't do that. Author and pastor Max Lucado apologized for a past sermon on homosexuality. He said, wounded people. But it wasn't enough for the liberal congregation that invited him. The author and pastor wrote a letter apologizing to the LGBTQ community. Now, you know, we've been dumbed down. Because we keep hearing these acronyms, LGBT, that has meaning. 
That has meaning. It's not just letters that go in your head. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer. Those words have meaning. They've got these acronyms so that we don't think about what we're saying. Those words have meaning. The community, after he preached a virtual sermon last weekend at the Washington National Cathedral, but it wasn't Lucado's guest sermon on the Holy Spirit that upset the cancel culture mob in D.C. It was comments he made 17 years ago. In 2004, I preached a sermon on the topic of same-sex marriage. I now see that in that sermon, I was disrespectful. I was hurtful. I wounded people in ways that were devastating. I should have done better. In 2004, he wrote of his fears that homosexuality would lead to legalized incest and liken same-sex marriage to incest and bestiality. Which, if you go to the book of Leviticus, guess what? They're all in the same chapter, and they all speak on exactly the same level, okay? He obviously has forgotten to brush up on Leviticus, okay? So, Lucado responded to the criticism, writing that believers may disagree over what the Bible says about homosexuality. No, no, the Bible is explicit what it says. There's no disagreement unless somebody dismisses the Bible. That's all there is to it. Okay, let me take you to the last page of the Bible. Let me take you to the very last page of the Bible. And this isn't picking on homosexuality. This is picking on sexual immorality, which means any, any sexual relationship outside of the bonds of marriage. So we're not picking on any one group. This is just, if you're not in that category, then this is what it says to you. It says here, um, let me find this uh, particular thing, and uh, we'll get going here in just a second. got to find it. Last page of the Bible, it says, um, uh, here it is, blessed are those who do his commandments. This is Jesus speaking, the very last page of the Bible, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. That didn't pick out any specific sexual sin. It says the sexually immoral. Lump them all together and that's what you have. Okay? So, um, believers may disagree over what the Bible says about homosexuality. They should not. They may, but they should not. But we agree that God's holy word must never be used as a weapon to wound others. The word is used to explain what is on God's mind. The word is used to teach us what we are to do with our lives. This is what the word of God is for. If that is considered a weapon to other people, it's because they are not living in accord with the word. That's the only thing that's happening. It's not like you're taking this and beating it over somebody's head. Now, somebody may do that. But if you properly simply explain what this word says and they take that as an offense, that's their problem, not yours. They have to take it up with God, not you. Okay, if you've done your job, that's all you need to do. He clarified, to be clear, I believe in the traditional biblical understanding of marriage. But I also believe in a God of unbounded grace and love. He's starting to waffle. You can see it. LGBTQ individuals and LGBTQ families must be respected and treated with love. Well, what does that mean? Because if you say you can't do this and enter into the kingdom of God, is that respect and love? Because that is what the gospel calls for, that we are to tell people the truth so that they don't end up in the wrong place. I would call that the most loving thing you could do for a person, but they take it as an offense and say you're being disrespectful. Here's what he says now. They, speaking of LGBTQ people, they are beloved children of God. That is untrue. You are either a child of the devil 
or you were a child of God. Go read 1 John 3, 8 if you think I'm wrong. Go read John 3, 18. Everybody knows John 3, 16. Go read John 3, 18. You are either in Christ and you are of God or you are in the devil and you're getting chucked into the abyss. Those are the only two options for all of humanity. And Max Lucado has said now that they are children of God, which is not true. Okay, you want to know who the children of God are? Does anybody want to know who the sons of God are? Next week's sermon, we're going to talk about the Nephilim. Okay, you want to know about the Nephilim and who they are? Next week's sermon. Okay, not today, next week. Here we go. Let's see here. He says they are beloved children of God because they are made in the image and likeness of God. It is true. They are made in the image and likeness of God. How are you going to abuse that image? Are you going to be a child of God or are you going to not be a child of God? That's the question there. Because they are, okay, although the cathedral's dean initially defended Lucado's invitation, he later apologized and called it a mistake. In my straight privilege, I failed to see and fully understand the pain he has caused. I failed to appreciate the depth of injury his words have had on many in the LGBTQ community. It is important that we seek reconciliation and relationship with those with whom we disagree, but not at the expense of the sacred dignity and worth of our LGBTQ friends and families. Either you are sacred and holy, according to the Bible, or you are unholy. Those are the only two positions that humanity is in. Either you are a son of God, a child of God, or you are not. Either you belong to God through Jesus Christ or you belong to the devil. Those are the only two positions that are allowed, okay? So for him to say that diminishes what God has revealed in his word. From Mideast and Africa, all Israel. Is Biden preparing to use new CIA director to broker another back-channel deal with Iran? The very thought is raising alarm bells in Jerusalem. No issue is more worrisome to Israelis and our Arab allies, and they're all lumped together now in the region, than the terrorist regime in Iran building fully operational nuclear warheads. Yet, the man Biden has nominated to be the next director of the CIA was one of the chief architects of the disastrous Iran nuclear deal known as the JCPOA. Does that suggest Biden is about to go down the same dangerous rabbit trail with Tehran that he and Obama went down before? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're correct. All Arab news. Biden signals big shift in relations with Saudi Arabia, plans to work directly with the king, not with the crown prince. He's already done this. He is ignoring the crown prince entirely. He's dealing with a man that is so old he can't, oh wait, he can't think either. So you got two old guys that are not able to communicate with each other. Senior officials say that Biden will no longer interact directly with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Biden will instead only deal directly with King Salman. That may be challenging since the monarch is 85 and not exactly at the peak of his strength. From the Times of Israel, Zarif accuses West of hypocrisy over report Israel expands Demona Nuclear Center. I don't know if you've heard this, but they are expanding the nuclear center at Demona in Israel. Okay, they're doing digging. Nobody really knows what's going on, but they can see it right from average satellites. You don't even need a special satellite to see this going on. Iranian Foreign Minister Zarif accused Western leaders and the IAEA of hypocrisy in targeting Iran's nuclear program while ignoring Israel's. Zarif tweeted a link to a recent report in the UK's Guardian newspaper claiming that Israel's top-secret nuclear research facility near the southern city of Dimona is undergoing a major expansion. 
Israel's expanding Demona, the region's only nuclear bomb factory, Zarif wrote, gravely concerned? Concerned? A little? Care to comment? I thought so, he wrote. What's the difference? Israel has never threatened anybody with their nuclear weapons. Not one time have they ever threatened it. Iran, who wants to build a nuclear bomb, has said every single time that they speak on the subject, as soon as we have a bomb, if we have it in the morning, it'll be over Tel Aviv that evening. We want to destroy Israel. We want Israel out. Zionists out. Everything. They keep saying it again and again, and they allow them to say it on Twitter openly. Nobody says anything about it. Israel has never threatened anybody. Everybody knows that those are defensive. They could have destroyed the entire Middle East 50 times over by now, and that is a complete hogwash tweet that he sent out. From the Times of Israel, U.S. says it's ready to restart talks with Iran on its nuclear program. Yep, the Biden admin says it's ready to join talks with Iran and world powers to discuss a return to the 2015 nuclear deal. It's also reversed the Trump admin's determination that all U.N. sanctions against Iran had been restored and eased stringent restrictions on the domestic U.S. travel of Iranian diplomats posted to the United Nations. The State Department said the U.S. would accept an invitation from the EU to attend a meeting of the participants in the original agreement. The U.S. has not participated in a meeting of those participants since President Trump withdrew from the deal in 2018. Going right back to the, you know, the pig at the trough. Zero Hedge, Iran snubs Biden overture for nuclear talks. Lift sanctions, we will respond. Once again, threatening us when they're the ones that are under sanction. It's just they've been doing this for years and they people just keep letting them do it. Zero Hedge, Iran wants compensation for $1 trillion of damage inflicted on the economy by U.S. sanctions. Now they're not only telling us we're not going to do anything until you lift the sanctions, but they're saying they're threatening us with a trillion dollars of reparations. They've been watching too much BLM stuff. (laughs) Times of Israel. United Nuclear Chief concedes Iran to grant less access to inspectors at its sites. They're telling them you can't even come to our sites, and nobody's doing anything about this. The head of the UN's nuclear watchdog said that Iran will begin offering its inspectors less access, but will still allow the agency to monitor its atomic program. There's less access, let's face it, but still we were able to retain the necessary degree of monitoring and verification work, he said. Well, I haven't monitored anything for the past six years, so why would they start now? Iran's conservative-dominated parliament passed a law, which I referenced a couple weeks ago in December, demanding the country suspend some inspections if the U.S. failed to lift sanctions. This law exists. This law is going to be applied, which means that the additional protocol, much to my regret, is going to be suspended. They're dictating everything from Iran. They're the ones that are under sanction. It makes it's The entire world's upside down with this issue. In the entire world. From Mongolia, Borneo Bulletin, Mongolia to spend U.S. dollars 79.3 million on COVID-19 vaccines, says the minister. The Mongolian government approved 226 billion Tugruks for activities related to COVID-19 vaccination, including the purchase, transportation, storage, and inoculation. Mongolia plans to vaccinate at least 60% of its 3.3 million people or adults in the country 
against the coronavirus within 2021, with 20% of them to be vaccinated under COVAX, a global initiative to ensure quick and equal access to vaccines against the virus. So far, the country recorded 2,586 COVID-19 cases with six deaths. Mark my words, they're going to have more than six deaths off of the vaccinations. So where's the logic in that? But that's, you know, that's the average. You take the averages which have happened around the world and they'll lose more than that out of their 3.3 million people. And then they'll say, we did a good thing. Daniel 12 Technology, New Atlas. Scientists established freaky two-way communications with lucid dreamers. Four independent experiments across the globe have found that it's possible to establish two-way communications with people in the weird, hallucinatory state of lucid dreaming, opening up a new field of real-time interactive dreaming research. This is a big deal for scientists trying to work out what is going on as we sleep, because typically they've had to rely on the fragmented, fading scraps of memory people have had once they've woken up. Each group set out to test its own techniques on how to interview people without waking them up, using the bizarre phenomenon of lucid dreaming as a doorway into the dream world. During regular dreams, we typically have no idea that we're dreaming, simply accepting the strange situations we're placed in without critical judgments. In other words, when you're dreaming, you're just in your dream. You don't realize you're in a dream, okay? Lucid dreaming is a state where the sleeper is aware that they're dreaming and sometimes capable of steering their experience. Has anybody ever had that where you can, yeah, we've got one right here where you're in your dream and you can actually make things happen and you know you're dreaming, you might as well go with the flow and and enjoy your dream. That's lucid dreaming. And some people are very prone to this. They can actually control their dreams. The researchers took one group of experienced lucid dreamers, another of regular folk that they had trained in the art of lucid dreaming, and one patient with narcolepsy who frequently drifted in and out of lucid dream states and found they were able to have two-way exchanges with members of all three groups. In all the tests, the scientists verified that each subject was in a state of REM sleep. They know they're definitely asleep, okay? Facial and eye movements were chosen as the means by which the dreamers could talk back to the researchers from the dream world. And the subjects were trained in specific ways of communicating. Some were trained to move their eyes left, right, left, right three times, LR, 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 in response to an audio cue if they wanted to communicate that they would were in the lucid dream state. None were trained with the specific questions that they would be asked when they were asleep. From there, the USA team started getting the dreamers to answer math questions asked verbally by the researchers with an appropriate number of left eye right movements scanning all the way left to the right, which made the correct answers stand out clearly from the regular levels of eye movement in REM sleep. The Dutch team went for something similar, adding some visual cues as well. The German team also gave its dreamers math questions, this time in the form of Morse code and alternating colors with left-right eye movements as the answer. The French team working with the narcoleptic subject was able to ask verbal yes and no questions. Another subject was asked to count how many times the researcher was tapping his right hand. Now, Across 158 attempts to communicate with lucid dreamers across all teams, the researchers got correct responses 18.4% of the time. That's actually pretty good. They're 
actually communicating 18.4% of the time with these people. Incorrect responses, 3.2% of the time. They know they answered wrong, so he's off in la-la land. Inconclusive answers, 17.7% of the time, and no response, which means they're just not hearing at all, 60% of the time. So of the time that they are paying attention, they're getting a very high percentage of people that can respond. After the subjects woke up, they were interviewed about what had just happened, and most of the time, they remembered the communications. Some said the questions came through as if they were from outside the dream or superimposed over it. Like you're, you got somebody talking, you know they're there, but you don't know where they are. They're outside somewhere. I was at a party with friends, said one subject. Your voice was coming from the outside, just like a narrator in a movie. During the finger tapping, said another subject with a especially vivid inner life, I was fighting against goblins. I remember being surprised that I was able to do many things at the same time as the task. Isn't that bizarre? So we're going to find out more about this, and if they give more reports, I will give them to you because that is very cool. As long as they don't start getting into drugs and stuff, if they do that, I'm not going to read you that. But as long as they stick with just dreams, I think that's very cool. Revelation Plagues. Zero Hedge. Once again, this is, we've seen this with Florida and California. We're going to highlight it right here. No lockdown. Sweden sees COVID deaths plummet quicker than fully lockdown UK. While the media in the UK is asserting lockdown measures caused COVID-19 deaths and cases to plummet, Sweden saw an even greater drop-off in deaths despite enforcing comparatively minor restrictions. One of the largest and most authoritative coronavirus surveys has found that infections are quickly falling in England, confirming that lockdown is working to suppress the virus. The report claims that vaccines are not a factor in the reduction, which there you go with that. We won't even comment on that one in deaths and cases because they are observed across all age groups. However, as Dr. Eli David Maybe it's David, I don't know, he's Jewish, so it could be Eli David, highlighted COVID deaths in Sweden began dropping off even sooner without the need for harsh lockdown measures. The strict lockdown in the UK was so effective that it stopped the spread of COVID in Sweden as well. That's funny, yeah. Okay, Zero Hedge. Rich business class flyers now exempt from wearing a mask. Ooh, if you're rich, yeah, Cathay Pacific. You want to go over to Hong Kong? You can go without a mask if you're in the first class. Flying in first class comes with a lot of perks, but Cathay Pacific always is upping the ante during the pandemic by exempting wealthy passengers from wearing masks in certain situations. Yeah, two-tier system here. It's going to get worse. Mail Online, Detroit TV News anchor 68 dies one day after receiving her COVID-19 shot. AP, it, but no connection there though. Just so you know, there was no connection. AP, 90-year-old woman, the stupidest person on the planet, walks nine miles in a Seattle snowstorm for her COVID vaccine. Yes. Technocracy. Medical experts have hissy fit when Sarasota City Council eliminates mask mandates. That's not the county, that's the city, but they, they said, we're just going to, no more masks here, and everybody went ballistic. You're going to kill everybody. Listen, if you want to wear your mask and you're safe, why would you worry about me, okay? News.com.au. Brain-swelling Nifa virus is 75 times more deadly than coronavirus, and it may be the next pandemic. Scientists warn of the big one. Nifa is a deadly disease that can cause coma and death within two days. Symptoms, well, 
the shot killed that one lady in one day, so I don't know. Anyway, Nifah is a deadly disease that can cause coma and death within two days. Symptoms include severe headaches, fever, and disorientation. A brain-swelling disease 75 times more deadly than coronavirus could mutate to become the next pandemic, killing millions. Severe brain swelling, seizures, and vomiting are just some of the symptoms of this highly potent disease, which was first discovered in 1999 in Malaysia. Thank goodness I left Malaysia in 1993, so I didn't get that. Outbreaks in South and Southeast Asia show the virus to be extremely deadly, with a death rate of between 40 to 75%. Morality today, New York Post, New York City Public School asks parents to reflect on their whiteness. The woke offensive at the East Side Community School in Manhattan features a ranking list titled The Eight White Identities, which ranges from white supremacists to white abolitionists. And that's it. You, from there to there, but you're not outside of those brackets, folks. Zero Hedge. Woke teachers want Shakespeare canceled. This is about white supremacy and colonization. Lorena German, National Council of Teachers of English Anti-Racism Committee Chair and a co-founder of the Disrupt Texts Forum, insisted everything about the fact that he was a man of his time is problematic about his plays. We cannot teach Shakespeare responsibly and not disrupt the ways people are characterized and developed. From right journalism, whistleblower, Coca-Cola, I know you all know this, I'm just making a theme, so uses anti-racist training that tells employees, try to be less white. Confronting racism, understanding what it means to be white, challenging what it means to be racist. Try to be less white. To be less white is to be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive, be less arrogant, be more humble. Listen, believe, break with apathy, break with white solidarity. In the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized. Hitiko, come here a minute. I need you to come here. Are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. She is not white. Okay? Everybody got that? Thank you. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand that it is better to be white. That's what Coca-Cola is teaching them. Anybody here that wants to buy Coca-Cola, please don't attend this church anymore. I just am so sick of this. I am so tired of this agenda being shoved down our throats. I was in, I served in the U.S. military from 1984 until 1993, nine years, four months, and 15 days. I served with blacks and with whites and Hispanics, and I didn't have a problem with anybody, and there was no problem. And if there was, it was weeded out that fast. And now they've shut down the military for two months to challenge whiteness. It is absolutely crazy what's going on in this country. Zero Hedge, Bill Gates bankrolling educational organization that says math is racist. What? Mail online, yes. They are the ones bankrolling it from beginning to end. That is theirs, and they're saying it's all about race. Mail online. Now even the Muppets are branded racist. Disney slaps popular show with an alert, alert, alert about offensive content, and it can only be seen on an adult account. Kids can't watch the Muppets anymore because it's racist. From the Daily Wire, Washington State official says white people are too preoccupied with time and being on time. Yeah, if you're on time now, you're a racist. Can you imagine that? Well, a lot of people didn't show up for church on time today. I'll tell you that. And so uh, they've, they've obviously been learning their lesson and they're, they're getting rid of their whiteness. Okay. Unbelievable. 
Our other category. Zero Hedge. Los Angeles slashes school police budget, replaces officers with climate coaches. Yeah. L.A. Unified School District approved a plan to cut one-third of its police budget and divert the money to a program that focuses on black students' achievement. The board voted to cut 133 school police positions from the LAPD, including 70 sworn officers, 62 non-sworn officers, and one support staff member. The staff reductions reduced the annual budget of the district's police force from $77.5 million down to $52.5 million. Police officers stationed at all secondary schools will be replaced with new climate coaches who are trained to, according to the plan, implement positive school culture and climate, use de-escalation strategies to resolve conflict, understand and address implicit bias, and eliminate racial disproportionality in school discipline practices. So it's all race's fault that there's all these things going on in the schools, and we're going to get rid of that by getting rid of the police. And when a student dies because a police is not there, nobody's going to be held accountable for this. And okay? And they can be late. Please be late. Get rid of your whiteness. The new plan doesn't allow individual schools to apply to keep police officers on their campuses. Instead, officers will remain on call to respond to emergencies with a goal of three to five minute response time. Epic Times. Texas border mayor asks Biden to halt releasing illegal immigrants into city amid power crisis. The mayor of the Texas border city of Del Rio called on the White House to halt the release of undocumented immigrants into a city amid the pandemic and poor weather conditions. Here's why I would tell him, no way, Jose. Bruno Lozano, a Democrat, said in a message to Biden, hey, listen, he voted for that guy. Keep sending him that guy. Fill up his town full of them. KPRC Radio. Biden admin refused Texas governor's request to run power at full capacity. I don't know if you heard this, but... Biden administration is the one that caused this blackout of Texas. They caused it. And all of those deaths belong to Biden. But it's not going to be reported on the mainstream news. You're not going to hear it there. Now that the dust is cleared, it's becoming obvious the Texas energy crisis was preventable. Once it was clear that the polar vortex would engulf the entire state of Texas at Governor Abbott, he declared an emergency and asked Biden for an EPA waiver to allow power generation facilities to operate at full capacity until the emergency had passed. Biden's DOE refused Governor Abbott's request and instead offered to allow certain power generation facilities a waiver if they raised the prices they charged to Texans to more than $1,500 per megawatt hour, resulting in massive statewide power outages and a failure of the grid. The truth is that the federal government controls how Texas generates electricity, not Texas, okay? The mix of sources and the capacity of each. The DOE requires that Texas fossil fuel power generators operate far below their maximum output. Governor Abbott knew that if the DOE would allow our natural gas and coal power plants to operate at peak efficiency, they could meet 110% of the demand the state faced last week. The EPA refused. My question, why didn't Governor Abbott simply order all Texas power generation facilities to operate at peak efficiency and force Biden to send his army to Texas to stop us? Why didn't he just do it? 
Does anyone think Biden would have sent the army to shut down our national gas power generation facilities? Biden refused Governor Abbott's request that he sign major disaster declarations for 177 Texas counties after refusing to allow Texas power plants to operate at 100%. They asked for emergency funding. You know, the government says there's an emergency and so we're sending government funds. 177 of those counties are getting nothing and it was Biden's fault in the first place, but he won't give them money to get them back on track. Okay, let me go back and I'll read this. Hang on. 100% capacity during the polar vortex, resulting in massive power outages. If President Trump had refused to provide disaster relief for 177 counties, the Texas Tribune would be in each county sharing the stories of average Texans struggling to stay warm, feed their families, and pay their bills. Since Biden refused to provide relief, silence. Amazingly, Joe Biden's administration doesn't even deny doing this last week, and the liberal media will never hold him accountable. Have you heard that anywhere else? There you go. CN um, source is KPRC Radio. If you want the article, just send me, and I can send you the link to it I've, if I can find it again. CNS, as Texas residents freeze, ICE... The ice, the people that deport people ice, not ice, cold ice, okay? As Texas residents freeze, ice ensures all detained illegal aliens have food, water, and heat. None of them went without it. Yeah. Zero Hedge. Cassend. Data shows wind power was the chief culprit of the Texas grid collapse. The problem is the federal government does not want the fossil fuels to be the chief supplier anymore. And so they mandated that you have to have this much green energy. They've mandated that. He asked, this is what happened, the substance of it. He asked to allow the fossil fuel generation to go up, knowing that the green could not make it. It could not support it. They denied and the system collapsed. That is what happened. Okay. And they have found that wind power was the specific green that did it. There are other green things that couldn't get any, you know, power because they've got gray skies and snow on them. You know, the, uh, what do you call them? The, uh, the solar panels. Thank you. But yeah, it was the wind that actually shut this thing down from Fox news. Biden admin cancels ice operation, removing sex offenders from the United States. They are allowed to stay. Washington Examiner, Biden to announce $4 billion for global coronavirus vaccine effort during G7 call. He's taking $4 billion of our dollars and sending it overseas to vaccinate other people. Times of Israel, reversing Trump, withdraw. Blinken says U.S. will pay $200 million in World Health Organization obligations. We're right back where we were, right back in the swamp. Okay, we got a lesser here for you. I think it's Kathy's. There were two, and I picked one of them, so it might be a Catholic. Um, if you choose not to take the vaccines, you may find yourself without means. It's decreed by the Pope, you must take the dope. It's obvious which way he leans. Okay, I've got one irony for you. Now, I did something on dreaming a while ago. So the title of this particular prophecy update is, Oh, to dream. Well, now I'm not trying to in any way say that this is a good thing, but just imagine, okay? And imagine the irony and the actual stupidity of the person that said what I'm going to read right now. Oh, to dream from Life Sight. Chelsea Clinton complains her grandmother did not have access to Planned Parenthood. Think it through. Think it through. Oh, to dream. 
Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.